You're listening to an Eric Busby production. Side effect of tower defenses, Jarius. You might call them magic. <laughs> Please. Magic is just science that hasn't been explained yet. And as you can tell, my dear Salem, my science won out in the end. <laughs> Enough boasting. Let's maintain our focus, shall we? The man who owns this tower has been difficult with most of our faction. If he was home when the walls fell, he's most likely dead. Others have made that mistake in the past. Believe me, the Pale Man can be a problem. The sooner we find the core... The sooner we leave, understood. I shall be as quick as I can. You know, I often prefer visitors to... to knock... On the front door. Blowing up my home. Now that's just rude. Pushing my way free of broken stone and dusting myself off. I take in my surroundings. My home. My tower has been completely destroyed. Its remains are scattered about the Portland Rose Gardens. In the center of the ruins are the two responsible. The woman, Salem, looks to have stepped out of a Jules Verne tale. Victorian-style dress, top hat, and a sword strapped to her side. The man, Jarius, is a cybernetic nightmare. Most of his body is covered in black armor. One eye has been replaced with an ocular implant. His right arm is an energy weapon, rather sophisticated. His skin, what's left of it, is a sickly dead white, almost zombie-like in appearance. I assume he's the problem you were warning me about? Yes. Yes, I am afraid so. It's funny. My tower has stood for centuries. There was this one time the Emperor Caligula wanted me dead. Is that so? Oh, indeed. See, I'd slept with his wife. I preferred privacy, she preferred me. So the Emperor sent a whole battalion just to kill me. Try as they might, they never could get through the front door. Yet somehow, in the last few years, my home has been broken into and destroyed more times than I care to count. Pale Man, we mean you no harm. Really? Considering what you and Robot Boy just did, you'll have to forgive me if I doubt your word. Let us take what we've come for, and I promise you, we shall leave you alone in peace. Oh, that's nice. God knows you've gone out of your way to use the soft touch here. I found it. Yes, scans confirm it's the core. You'd be wise to put it down and back away. Can't do that, Bob. Got plans for this little beauty. 
That's an Atlantean power core. That is a very dangerous item. And one of the last in all of creation. But, as my friend said, we have plans for it. If you think I'm just going to let you waltz out of here with that... Oh, for the love of Christ, this guy's boring me. You idiot! Do you have any idea what you've just done? Yeah, I wasted goth boy. (laughs) Man, what a windbag, huh? Oh, this whole operation is getting worse by the second. Oh, great. Now what? Huh, that's odd. What is it? Kieran would like to speak with us. Really? Where? The Inferno. Inferno? But that Earth's been... I know. But I doubt Kieran would summon us if it wasn't important. Seems my plans for Christmas will have to wait a bit. Right then. One Atlantean power core safely secured. You good to go? I'm always ready. I'm sorry, Pale Man. This did not end as I envisioned. Just look at this mess! You should really tidy up more often, Byron. You never know when guests are going to drop in on you. The Vaudeville Man. If life is a prison, then the Vaudeville Man is my personal jailer. An annoying being of great power who, for unknown reasons, dressed as a Vaudeville act. He would have fit in quite well with Ringling Brothers. Sorry. If I knew you were coming, I'd have baked a cake. Nah, more of a pie guy myself. Apple, to be specific. Although, a good peach cobbler on a nice summer day really can't be beat. all restored like new again. Oh, no need to thank me. I'm only too happy to help. So, are you going to do something or just lay around all day? Forgive me. I just got shot with some kind of energy weapon. My chest still stings a tad. Huh. You should feel grateful that chap's reserves were low. If he had shot you at full power, you'd be as dead as a coffin nail. <laughs> See what I did there? Dead coffin nail? Ha! I'm here till Thursday, folks. Hilarious. What do you want this time? Do I always need a reason to stop by? Maybe I wanted a cup of coffee or a nice chinwag with my old friend Byron. We're not friends. Oh, you're right there, pasty boy. <laughs> Truth is, I was watching that exchange. There was really something, you know? Just letting them wander off with an Atlantean power core? True stroke of brilliance there, Byron. I'm dying to know what you do for an encore. 
You got any idea how powerful those things are? I know one could meet all of America's power needs for a few decades. And in the wrong hands, it could blow a sizable chunk out of the planet! <laughs> and you just let them take it from you. <laughs> oh, I really don't know what the big guy sees in you, pale man. Gee, I can't tell you how much it pains me that I'm not living up to expectations. So why don't you go and get it back, then? Get what back? The power core, obviously. It's clear you're powerful enough to follow them to wherever they went and get it back. Oh, you're right. I could. But I can't, you see. It's simply not allowed. Of course not. Why should I expect anything different from you? Hey! There are a lot of rules I have to follow. I'm not allowed to interfere with the course of humanity. Can't take vengeance on my enemies. Can't eat cheese on the second Tuesday of October. Oh, and don't get me started on the tree bark issues. Ah, the list is endless. Of course, there is nothing in the rules that says you can't follow them. Whoa, 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 what are you talking about? When you arrive, I suggest you roll with the landing. Don't worry about it. I'm certain you'll survive. Well, reasonably certain at any rate. Happy landings, Byron. Now just hold on a moment. Well, that takes care of that. Right then. Wonder where he keeps the beer. still won't start. You do know I'm a trombone player, right? Played with the greatest jazz performers in Portland, Farnell Newton, Larry Munson, the Christopher Brown Quartet, musical gods in their own rights. I assume you're going someplace with this? Point is, I know my way around music. I know nothing about fixing cars. I mean, what the hell's this? Looks like a, a fat frisbee, you ask me. I think that's the air filter. Is it important? Uh, so you can't get this car going. You got that right, sister. That's what car mechanics are for. If any car mechanics survived, or much anything else. Well, staying out in the open like this sure ain't safe. One of those flying horn-headed bastards. If it spots us... Did you just see that? Guy dropping out of nowhere, right onto our car? Kinda hard to miss. What are you doing? What the hell's it look like? Oh, this is so not my day. Ow. He's in pain. So, let me put him out of it. When was the last time you saw a demon in pain? Yes, sir. May I have another? And all that crap. For them, it's entertainment. He doesn't even look like a demon. 
Uh, hey, let me help you up. Thank you. Uh, Here, just lean back against the car. My name's Kim. Kim Drake. Byron. Nice to meet you, Byron. The nervous guy with the gun is pork chop. I'm not nervous. I'm cautious. We don't know nothing about this, Jasmine. Yeah, well, we can debate this undercover. Come on, Pork. Help me with our new friend here. a fan either. Darkness has taken the world and humanity has fallen. Hell rules over all. Exactly. Why Kieran would choose to come here is beyond me. Simple enough, my dear Jerry's. When the faction moves, it must be done in the shadows, so as not to draw attention from the higher realm. And you must admit, Inferno is cut off from everything. Well, except hell. But I very much doubt they'd be interested in what I have to say. Hey, did you know this Earth still has a Voodoo Donuts? Of course, it really lives up to its name here. Pity, really. Always enjoyed Blue Stars Donuts more. Get to the point, Kieran. You're delaying my plans for Christmas. I've been monitoring your activities. I have concerns. Oh, yeah? What would those be? Your recent activities regarding the Pale Man. The faction made a decree to avoid him at all costs. Lord Tydras considers him a threat to our operations. I think I see where you're going with this. Do you? Then maybe you can explain why you went to his home, destroyed it, and then tried to kill him. Tried? I shot him at point-blank range in the chest. So I saw to my chagrin. But you failed to dot the I at the end, Jarius. The pale man lives. And might I add, not happily. Kieran, we had no choice. If there had been an easier way to get the core, I would have done so. So blowing him up was the best option. I very much doubt the pale man would have simply handed it to us and seen us off with a nice wave. Then prepare yourselves for more of his hospitality. The pale man's following you now. If he learns of the faction or our plans... Look, Kieran, I'll take care of him. Of course you will. That's why I brought you to this Earth. What do you mean? The Afterhell, Inferno, Hell on Earth. Whatever you want to call this place. This world is cut off from the other realms. Beings of power are also cut off from their sources. Except demons, of course. You're saying the Pale Man is powerless here? That is precisely what I'm saying. And also this. Clean up your mess. Before the faction finds out. Don't worry, I'll make certain he's dead this time. What if... What if we did not have to kill him? What are you talking about, Salem? Well, you said the Pale Man is a threat. What if we could make him an ally? An ally? Yes. Think about it. 
If we add his support to the faction's cause? The Pale Man is powerful, but not known for playing well with others. Well, as you've said, he is cut off from his powers here. Helpless. At our mercy. We have a chance that we would not have anywhere else. Yes. Yes. But can it be done? Well, to quote Darth Vader, he'll either join us or die. Listening to the Byron Chronicles, The Chaos Faction, Part 1, written by Eric Busby. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Byron, Mark Kalita as the Vaudeville Man, Sarah Ray Werner as Salem, Peter Joseph Lewis as Jarius, Natalie Motti as Kim Drake, Justin Fife as Porkchop, and Kareem C. Cronvley as Kieran. The script editor was Joe Medina. Music performed by Kevin McLeod and Adrian Von Ziegler. Byron theme by Kai Hartwig. I'm Darren Marlar. You've been listening to an Eric Busby production. This probably isn't really worth noting, but... During my final radiation tests of the day, I saw a blip out in the opposite direction of Ra. It's a bright light with the pinpoint clarity of a star, but obviously it's not a star since it wasn't there yesterday. Or even a few hours ago. Also, it's moving. Charlotte's taking this new development with all the grace of a garbage fire. She barged in on her hydraulic arm while I was checking Ra's radiation emissions earlier and started reciting the entire Caldwell Enterprises emergency preparedness manual to me from start to finish. I took that to mean that she thinks the incoming light is a matter of some concern. I told her to be more optimistic, that it might not be coming directly toward us, that it could simply be a mirage, that she technically doesn't have a death to fear— but she just started reciting the manual all over again from the beginning. So I wedged a fallen tree branch up into the hydraulic tracks to block her from exiting the glass house. Season 1 of Girl in Space launches September 18th, 2017, with a new episode every two weeks. Subscribe using your favorite podcast app, or stream episodes at girlinspacepodcast.com. It's all here, in space. The year is 1885, but not one that would be familiar to you. Message for you, sir. You know, it is tiresome having the world's greatest detective as one's mother. Don't be silly. What's the word? I have a half dozen, armed with cutlasses. Cutlasses? These fine gentlemen behind us... Yes, father. You and Gwendolyn deal with them. Yes, father. Ha! Hurrah! Target practice. No guns, you silly girl. This is an airship. Ah! 
Gwendolyn, are you all right, my dear? Cyril just knocked out my swordsman. <laughs> the continued security and stability of the Empire relies on your efforts. So, you know who I am. I do. That's why I took your stick. Weapons out, men! <laughs> but he's gone! Numbskulls, idiots! We mustn't let him escape! What is our next ritual? Traditionally, it is walking out. All right. Hang on! Oh my! Oh, Albert, you're not a thing. We are much amused. Join us in one week as we once again visit with the first family of the realm, Grouse. It's 1944. The world is in the fiery grip of war. But at home, Americans gather around the warm glow of their radios. Brendan, why are you pinching your nose? Brennan, stop! Jerry? What are you... What, uh, it's not 1944. What are you doing exactly? I'm just trying to set the mood for the folks out there. To get them excited for the return of the Tesla City Stories. Well, why don't you start by telling them what the Tesla City Stories is? Oh, good idea. Well, the Tesla City Stories is a live recreation of vintage 1940s radio. Performed on stage monthly at Portland's historic venue, the Old Church Concert Hall, at 1422 Southwest 11th Avenue. But it's so much more than that. It's comedy. <laughs> Drama. Thrills and chills. You're telling me. Uh. <laughs> the Tesla City Stories is your chance to relive a bygone era as you enjoy old-time radio shows unheard by audiences for over 70 years. I, I like to think of it as affordable time travel to a city that never existed. The Tesla City Stories is also Portland's all-ages-friendly, most unique night out. That's all great, but why don't you tell them that the tickets are on sale for our season debut this September 7th, available on our website, teslacitystories.com, or at the door. Because you just did. But there's one thing you didn't tell them. What's that? The year. It's 2018. The nation is in turmoil. But at home, Americans gather around the warm glow of their iPads.